Galatians chapter 3 begins in a startling way. Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed crucified? You know, if you look up this word bewitched in the dictionary, it means to be charmed beyond all power of resistance. And this is what happened to the Galatian believers. They had believed into Christ through the preaching of the gospel by the Apostle Paul, but later some Judaizers came, some supposed apostles came trying to lead these believers back into the practices of Judaism, and particularly the keeping of the law. And Paul, he just, he calls them foolish. He calls them bewitched. There's something within the natural fallen man that is just mesmerized by the law, that wants to do the law, and the flesh is stirred up to act, to do something for God. And later in this chapter, Paul says it's a curse to be under the law. But on the flip side, Jesus Christ was openly portrayed crucified to them. When did that happen? That happened when Paul shared the gospel with them. The crucifixion of Christ indicates that all the requirements of the law have been fulfilled by the death of Christ and that Christ, through His death, has released His life, that it may be imparted into us in His resurrection to free us from the bondage under the law. This was fully portrayed before the eyes of the Galatians in the word of the gospel. How could they neglect this and be bewitched, drifting back to the law? How foolish this was. In verse 2, he says, This only I wish to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit out of the works of law or out of the hearing of faith? Of course, it was out of the hearing of faith. And I love this illustration uh, of how to explain faith to someone. Um, it's like a, a camera and photography. In photography, there is always some scenery. Within the camera, there's the film. Light is needed to expose the scenery onto the film. There's also the need for the camera to click. When the camera clicks, it means that the camera is open to the light and the light is able to expose the scenery onto the film and produce a picture. This picture will be exactly the same as the scenery. The exposure causes a reaction and that reaction fully illustrates our faith. Our faith is a reaction to the scenery of the entire New Testament that was presented at the time we heard the gospel. Well, maybe we didn't hear the entire New Testament, but at least we heard enough that caused a click. As the audience listens to and hears the word, the scenery is there. We saw that Jesus Christ is God, that He became a man, that He lived a perfect human life. He died for our sins. He uh, resurrected, becoming the life-giving Spirit. He's available to come into us and regenerate us. We, we heard this. And the Holy Spirit, as the power and the light 
was there. And suddenly there was an inward click. An inward click. The click means repentance. It means we turned. Our heart turned. We repented. It means we opened ourselves up even just a little bit. And there was an exposure. That exposure issues in a reaction. And this reaction is our faith. And now the scenery of the New Testament has been brought into our spirit, which is likened to the film in this illustration of the photography and camera. But that's what happened to the Galatians. Jesus Christ was openly portrayed crucified to them through the apostles' preaching of the gospel. And they received the Spirit, not out of the works of law, but out of the hearing of faith. The one who was crucified on the cross was Christ. But the one who entered into the believers was the Spirit. They believed in the crucified Christ, but they received the Spirit. And brothers and sisters, this is the ultimate blessing of the gospel. It's for us to receive the Spirit into our being, which causes us to be regenerated and organically joined to God. And this is the blessing of Abraham that's mentioned later in verse 14. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <clears throat> okay, listen. The drifting back to the law by the Galatians, implies that they were clinging to Moses. They clung to Moses, through whom the law was given. But Paul, what he did, starting with verse 6, is he referred them to Abraham. To Abraham. They were clinging to Moses and the law, but Paul referred them to Abraham, who was the father of faith. Faith was God's original plan, His original economy. The law was added later because of transgressions. But faith was there as God's original plan to deal with man, and in this case Abraham, the father of faith. The works of the law make people disciples of Moses. A relationship that has nothing whatever to do with life. But faith in Christ makes the New Testament believers sons of God. A relationship that's altogether of life. So, the Galatian believers were casting aside this life relationship with God. The promise God gave to Abraham, which is mentioned in verse 8, in you shall all the nations be blessed, was the gospel. That was the gospel to Abraham. Um, it was preached to Abraham not only before the accomplishing of redemption by Christ, but also before the giving of the law through Moses. What God promised to Abraham corresponds with what God accomplished through Christ, which is the fulfillment of His promise to Abraham. The New Testament economy of God 
is a continuation of God's dealing with Abraham and has nothing to do with the law of Moses. So all the New Testament believers should be in this continuation and should have nothing to do with the law that was given through Moses. Now we come to verse 14. In order that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So this verse indicates that the Spirit is the blessing that God promised to Abraham for all the nations and that has been received by the believers through faith in Christ. Now we know from Genesis that the physical aspect of God's blessing to Abraham or his, uh, and his promise to Abraham was the good land, the good land of Canaan, which was a type of Christ in an all-inclusive way. And since Christ is eventually realized as the all-inclusive life-giving Spirit, the blessing of the promised Spirit corresponds with the blessing of the land promised to Abraham. Actually, the Spirit as the realization of Christ in our experience is the good land as the source of God's bountiful supply for us to enjoy. But now listen to this. Christ is the seed of Abraham to be the heir to receive the promised blessing. Okay, this is in verse 16. But to Abraham were the promises spoken and to his seed. He does not say and to the seeds, plural, as concerning many, but as concerning one and to your seed who is Christ. So Christ is the seed of Abraham who is the heir to receive what was promised to Abraham. So this means that in order to inherit the promised blessing, we have to be one with Christ because outside of Christ, we cannot inherit the promises given by God to Abraham. But praise the Lord, we are one with Christ. We are one with Christ. Abraham has only one seed. So to be Abraham's seed, we have to be of Christ. And this is the last verse of Galatians 3. It says, and if you are of Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs, according to promise. By, by faith. By believing into Christ, we have become one with Christ. We have become a part of Christ. And we too are Abraham's seed, heirs according to promise, inheriting God's promised blessing, which is the all-inclusive spirit as the ultimate consummation of, of God himself, who is our portion. What a shame if we fall back into the law and try to do something out of the works of the flesh and forsake the promised blessing of the Spirit. Lord, have mercy on us. Amen.